Hey everybody, this week I am doing my podcast at my kitchen table versus in my studio, so it's going to be a little less professional, but hopefully will still be just as helpful for you. I wanted to revisit a concept that some of you I know have already heard from me, and I keep harping on it, and I just can't get over it, and well, yeah, it's absolutely true. It's because I find it to be so important right now in the midst of our culture, in the midst of the insanity of the world, I just feel so strongly that if the people of God would actually return to the Lord, would actually do the thing called teshuva in scripture, which means repent. And that actually means that you're turning away from evil and turning towards God, that that concept would restore and renew um, God's kingdom. And one thing that I think about when God says that we are to be the salt of the earth. It's not just to keep things flavorful, right? Not just to keep things actually tasting good, but it's also about preservation. And in some ways, I think our lack of obedience is causing decay and deterioration in the world and our lack of connection to scripture. You know, I have so many friends, so many family members who attend churches where they really never learn scripture. They learn a lot of great life lessons and great psychology and therapeutic tools and, you know, managing that, that stuff. But I have to tell you in my life of challenge, and I'm in the midst of challenge even now, one thing that I've learned is that if I don't have obedience to the Lord, if I'm not actually in God's truth, all the rest of those truths, they just come up empty. They're just not enough a lot of the time. That if you don't really dig down and get your spirit aligned with who you're made to be, which is in Christ, nothing is going to be good enough. Not There's not enough self-help. There's not enough exercise programs. There's not enough feel-good out there. God is the only truth that really sets people free. And this has been proven to me time and time again. The only thing that heals me from the inside out honestly, is my connection and relationship with the Lord and with scripture. This is so essential. So yes, I harp on obedience, but I also think that there are some really beautiful tools that God has given us. So you don't have to listen to me harp on it all the time. You can be reminded of it in your own personal daily life consistently to be obedient to the Lord. I think it's okay to have physical reminders of things. It really went out of style for a while. All ritual really went out of style in the American church for a time period. It just, everyone was so scared of things that were man-made rituals, um, which I get. But what's so great is God has given us rituals that help to remind us. One that is coming up, and I hope you all are going to be celebrating Passover. It's so important that we do celebrate Passover, that we observe God's death and the exodus out of Egypt, because that is our story. Our story is that we were brought out of death because of Christ's death, because of his sacrifice. And you will see this in the exodus story in Exodus. And then we see it, we see Jesus fill it full of meaning when he comes and dies for us. So I hope you observe Passover this year. I hope you really, really um, memorialize what Christ did for you and then celebrate the Feast of First Fruits, which is the, the resurrection that we are supposed to be joyfully celebrating the resurrection and beautifully aligned this year. Sunday happens to be the Feast of First Fruits, the Sunday, the 17th, which is after Passover. And it is the day you are supposed to be in community, praising God and glorifying him. And so 
I hope you have plans to do all of that this year. So yes, we have those sorts of physical reminders, but here's one that God kind of showed me a few years ago. And it, I kind of went, huh, I can't believe I've never heard this. And I'm sure so many other people have discovered it because whenever I go out and I research what I think I've just discovered or whatever, of course, other people have said this and know about it because the Holy Spirit is faithful to his people. So I'm sure this is not a unique concept, but it really blew my mind. And it really has helped me change so many moments in my life, especially when I'm typing on the computer. So here we go. I'm going to remind you guys today that in the Bible, scripture tells us that all the law and the prophets hang on two ideas. And those ideas are to love the Lord and to love others. So we have this splitting of God's law that goes into two sections. All of his law is either about loving God or it's about loving others. Jesus even puts it this way. He says, all of the law and the prophets hang on to commands. They literally hang off of these two ideas of loving God and loving others. And so hopefully when you think of things hanging off of ideas, you start to get in your mind the picture of an organizational chart. Okay, so bear with me here. Now, there is a story in the Bible where a man comes to Jesus and basically says, Lord, how do I um, basically enter the kingdom of heaven? You know, how do I become part of this? Jesus actually mentions some of the Ten Commandments, okay? So he digs into that next level of the things that hang off the two ideas, loving God and loving others. We have the Ten Commandments that are kind of the next level of law in which after that, I believe all the rest of the law comes down out of those. And so now, hopefully in your mind, you're able to picture you have loving God and loving others at the top of your organizational chart. And then you have the Ten Commandments split into loving God and loving others after that. I really fully feel that the first five of the Ten Commandments belong to the loving God category. Um, the first four, that's easy to see. But the fifth, some question, the fifth is loving, you know, not loving, not loving, honoring your parents. You are not commanded to love your parents. Praise the Lord for those of you who have horrific parents, but honoring your parents. Um, I believe that is a part of loving God. Number one, you did not get to choose your parents. God chose your parents for you, which means in honoring your parents, you are honoring the position God has put you in and where he puts you on this earth. He has a destiny for you. It is meaningful. And your parents are your parents and they're your parents for a reason. Uh, they may be sinful. They, make, they may make mistakes. They may do things outside of God's will that will hurt you. However, they're still the parents that God uh that God gave you. So you don't have to love them. You don't have to do everything they tell you if it's against the Lord, but you do need to honor them. And I talk about what honor actually means in my book a little bit more, but it's worth digging into what that word actually talks about. But honoring your parents really shows that you are willing and ready to also be obedient to and follow God. And so it's important to honor what God has given you. And it is important to honor the concept of, um, being placed underneath the headship of God himself. So I really believe commandment five is about loving God. And then you have the last five commandments, which are about loving others, being in community, not murdering, not coveting, not stealing, you know, those commands. Well, God showed me a few years back 
that he actually put this concept of the two, the loving God and loving others, and the five and the five commands in our bodies. And you may have guessed it by now. Where does it reside? It resides in your hands and in your feet. These pieces of our bodies that go out into the world and work, right? Your hands, you're, you're typing on your computer, you're posting on social media, you're using your phone to do things. These things are such a big part of what we contribute to the world and what we contribute to the kingdom. You know, in previous decades, generations, years, your hands and your feet were the things that were helping you work in the garden or resting on the Sabbath. These were the items that would do so much of the hugging and, and the, the, you know, loving on and the making of meals and the writing of letters and the doing of your daughter's hair, you know, all of these things. These are your hands and your feet, your feet that are supposed to be shod with the gospel of peace, according to the New Testament. Your feet are the thing, the things that take you into, right? Are you walking into the blessings of the Lord? Are you walking in obedience with him? And so there are these concepts right on your body. Every time I look at my hands, I hope I'm reminded to be obedient to the Lord in what I'm doing. Am I honoring God? Am I honoring loving God and loving others? Am I abiding in his 10 commandments? Am I doing work that is in alignment with obedience to him and his kingdom? And see, this is how important obedience actually is. It's not just you get to know Jesus, you know, you let, let him save you, whatever it is, however you want to approach the concept of salvation. It's not just a, you know, one and done. It's not just I'm saved and that's it. If that's how you feel, I have to be honest, I'm not sure you met the Lord. And that concept is biblical, that if the desire is not in your heart to begin to follow Christ, then you probably aren't in relationship with him. The Bible tells us that to love the Lord is to obey his commands, which means we should be taking an interest in obedience. And God takes this so seriously. He's even given us bodily reminders. Now, what's really fun in my book, and guys, I'm so excited because it's in like the process of getting it ready, you know, to be printed and everything. Um, so it's very, very close. And I've just made the ebook version and I hope I did it properly. Oh my goodness. Um, but I did just complete that as well. So we'll, we'll be getting that distributed here pretty soon. But in my book, I actually talk about some things God kind of showed me a few years back about our DNA and our RNA and the relationship between even at the cellular level, the relationship of our bodies to God and his kingdom, which is so fantastic because I think at the smallest level and at the largest level, you're going to see the Lord. No matter how tiny, you know, science can kind of peer into and no matter how large and expansive science peers into all the time, there's evidence of a God who is so thoughtful and organized, but not only evidence that someone organized has to exist, but evidence that the God of the Bible is the one. And this is happening at the cellular level. And I go into this in my book and it is just such a fun, scientific, factual knowledge that you can take into your day and just say, even in my cells, God is proving himself, his kingdom, and his story, and his story in us. I mean, think about it. We're described as the body of Christ in the New Testament. We are a body being built 
with different pieces that each contribute to the health of the body. It's right there if you kind of start digging and looking, but you have to open yourself up to this idea. God is in every intimate detail. And he's teaching us obedience through all of this. He's teaching us alignment with his kingdom. I believe it's Job who said that in my flesh, I will see God. And I think in our flesh, we should be able to see God, just like Job states. So I hope today, oh man, have I needed this reminder lately? I can't even tell you Um Some days it feels so silly for me to even share with anybody what I'm sharing because it's like, man, I'm the furthest thing from perfect. But I know that we are called to teach obedience and teach righteousness. And if God can use me in my imperfect state to do that, then he has proven to be a righteous, holy, and faithful God. And he can use anybody. If he can use me, he can use anybody. So if you're listening to this, just know God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And he desires to use you to glorify his kingdom, to teach others obedience to him so that we can be salty. We need to preserve the earth. It is time for the believers to look around and say, how am I being the salt and the light? How am I being the representation of the kingdom of heaven? life is short, but you guys, it's not the end. If you suffer here because of your call to Christ and his mission and his journey and what he wants you to do, if it's hard to get rid of your sin, it's hard to get rid of sin, but it's worth doing because this life is short and eternity awaits. You will have all the time in the world to enjoy the beautiful life God intends for you. That's a promise from him. He will give you eternity with himself. You have all the time in the world. We are going to face suffering on this earth, especially if we are choosing obedience to the Lord. It may be small, it may be great, but God will challenge you to become a better citizen of his kingdom. That is no doubt. He is making you and molding you into what he wants you to be if you're submitted to him. And that can be painful, but it's good. So again, if God can use me and call me to share He certainly can use you and is calling you to share as well and calling you into your highest calling and destiny. I hope this has been a helpful reminder for you to go about your day, living out your obedience to Christ and having those reminders that he put even right in your body, even right there for you to see and to know, to encourage you to be in alignment with him because that alignment is such a blessing. I really love and appreciate all of you that are part of this. Um, journey for me and that are listening and you know feel free to share back whatever discoveries you're making whatever obedience you are finding I would love to hear about it all right I'm Rachel Amaday I will talk to you next time